Hi, Ali. Welcome to 11 Questions. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm going to start with a really simple question for you. Are you a tea person or a coffee person? Okay, definitely not a coffee person. I don't like the way it tastes. I really want to like tea, but it's been like an ongoing journey. So if I have to pick one or the other tea, I love a chai latte, but like not really either. I don't need either to start my day. Oh, wow. You're a rare species. I know. I'm a morning person. And so that's like kind of a bad combination or maybe it's a good combination. I don't know. I guess it's a good thing that I can get up early and I don't need either. But I would, I feel like I am more of a tea person. I just need to like find my routine with tea. Yeah. It sometimes takes time. It's like a leisurely process for me sometimes to slowly make tea and then savor it. And my life doesn't really allow it always because I'm like, go, go, go a lot of the time. Yeah, I feel like you probably have a pretty crazy schedule. I do like the idea of it as a ritual. Like my husband has morning coffee, and then he has tea every night before he goes to bed. I think that that's so nice. Like it's just like a thing that he can count on. It really like gets him hyped up in the morning and then it relaxes him at night. And I wish I had something like that. So maybe someday I'll grow into it. And do you have a favorite reading snack? Hmm. I'm not like a huge, I'm, I feel like I'm giving you like very lame answers because I'm like <laughs> not applicable. Um, I don't tend to snack a lot when I read, but I guess if I am, I've been really into, Um, have you tried the chocolate covered acai berries? They're like Brookside brand. No, they're, I haven't. Oh, they're so delicious. It's like dark chocolate covered um, like dried acai or like goji berries. I think they have both. And that's been my favorite indulgence lately. And they make a good reading snack if you're going to have a reading snack. Yeah, I actually don't snack either when reading, but apparently a lot of people do. So I'm just curious, like how people do that and what do they snack? That's so interesting because I am ve- I get very worried about like smearing my pages. And so I think there are, <laughs> there are like specific snacks that are conducive to reading so that you know you won't do that. So you have to be careful. You have to pick your reading snacks very carefully. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I hate having stuff on my books. Oh, like I hate I hate when I accidentally like crease a page or I get something on it. And in the summer, like summer reading, if I'm taking a book to the beach or something, like my books always get destroyed. Which you guys just have to get over it because it's one of the fun things of summer reading. <laughs> I don't love yeah. it. And speaking of reading, are you a mood reader or a serial reader? Ooh, interesting question. So I feel like having a book podcast, and you would understand this, doesn't always allow me to be a mood reader because I'm reading based on a schedule. And I think we maybe talked a little bit about this, like off mic when you record an episode of my podcast, like how having a book podcast as a reader is really fun and cool, but it also, it like limits your reading in a few ways. So I think that I've had to become a more selective reader because my time is limited and so I'm reading books for the podcast and then I, I don't have, I only have so much time to read books just for fun. I don't know that I would call myself a serial reader. I guess I would say that with the amount of time that I have to read just for fun outside of the podcast, I try to allow myself to be a mood reader because I don't get as much like just for fun reading time as I would like. What, what do you think? Cause we're both kind of in the same position with that. Yeah. I totally relate with what you're saying. Like I am a mood reader, but like you said, having a podcast, you have books you have to read because you've yeah. decided on that. So totally. there's very little room to be mood reader anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think like in my dream, I mean, of course, I can continue to do my book podcast, podcast, but in my dream reading scenario, I can just like flip from one book to the next and be like a total mood reader. 
And that's just not really where I am right now because of the <laughs> podcast. I wish I could do both. I wish I could be a mood reader and a book podcast. I know. I wish we had more time to just read. I know. But do you feel like when you do have time to just read, like, I say that all the time. And then when I have time to just read, I don't always feel like I use it correctly. Like those are the moments when I just find myself like binge watching a TV show or embarrassingly scrolling on my phone. And then I get so mad at myself because I'm like, all that I ever want in life is just time to read. And then I don't use it. Yeah, I've been doing that lately a lot. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just this COVID living that's affecting yeah. or I don't know what the reason is. But every night I used to read earlier without having to push myself now I take a book with me but I'm just scrolling on Instagram and then I'm just too tired and I go to bed yeah it's so bad like I know it's exactly it's exactly what we're not supposed to do as humans like we're not supposed to be scrolling on our phones and it's definitely (laughs) not what you're supposed to do if all that you want in life is more reading time so I have to figure that out yeah I'm trying to be not too harsh on myself right now because I'm like it is what it is maybe I'm in a slump and I'll get over it in a few days yeah. Yeah, hopefully. I do think like in the summer, I have some trips coming up. And I feel like I always get back into a good reading group when I'm on vacation. And so I'm hoping that happens. Oh, where are you going? I'm going to Mexico next week. I'm excited about. And then I'm going to spend a couple of days with family at the beach in August. That sounds exciting. Absolutely. On a trip. I know. I, I feel like we've been waiting so long for it. Yeah. So I really want to make it worth it. I, I said to my husband, I was like, I almost don't want to sleep at all while we're in Mexico because it's a pretty short trip. We're only going for three <laughs> nights. I was like, I don't want to miss any minute. We've waited so long to be able to go on a trip after this last year and a half and to be able to do it safely. And so like, I don't want to miss a second. <laughs> yeah. Have fun over there. I Thank think you all deserve it right now. Yeah. I hope that you get one soon. Another question that I have for you is, Do you always finish the books that you started? Mostly. So I'm trying, speaking of putting less pressure on ourselves, I'm trying to put less pressure on myself about finishing books. And a lot of people in my SSR listener community have like really kind of pushed me in this direction because sometimes I'll be talking to them about a book that I'm not crazy about. And they're like, why are you like, you're complaining about being in a reading rut. Just stop reading the book. And so I do, I stop reading books very rarely, but I do occasionally. So I would say like maybe at most like two or three a year. Yeah, I've gotten better at it. I think I used to be like that where I had to finish a book just because I started. But over the last year, I think I've started thinking of my time as more valuable. So now I'm like, you know what? I'm not wasting my time on this. I'm not enjoying it. So why waste my time here? Yeah, well, there are like so many books that we want to yeah. read and we don't have enough time to read them. So we have I to know. be strategic. My TBR is so long. I don't think I'm ever finishing that. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> I think we're in the same boat there. <laughs> do you prefer physical books or ebooks? Physical books, 100%. I do have a Kindle. If I use it, it's usually because I'm traveling. So I haven't used it in like almost two years. It's been sitting on my <laughs> nightstand and is definitely like fully dead and needs to be recharged. But I prefer physical books. What about you? Same. But these days, I think I've become more of an audiobook person. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because it lets me be fidgety with my hands and do stuff mm. while I'm still consuming a book. Okay. Like I was saying earlier, which is kind of the headspace I'm in. I find it very hard to sit these days with a book. So audiobooks are a great way for me to just, you know, still feel like I'm reading, but I can do it on my walks. I can do it while I'm cleaning up or like doing mm-hmm. some mindless jobs. 
Yeah, I've listened to a few audiobooks on long car trips, and I think that's when they work best for me. I've really tried to make them more part of my life in the way you're talking about, like on walks or like while I'm getting stuff done around the house. And I don't know if I'm just like not an auditory learner, but I have some trouble with like reading comprehension, I think, when I'm listening to something. So I think I'm better with audiobooks in certain settings, but definitely like not all the time. I made it a habit with my walking because it sometimes gets boring on long walks. So that's how it started. But I have realized you have to kind of pick your books with audiobooks. Mm. So any book I'm reading for podcast, I don't do audiobook usually because I need to like really absorb and make notes or think about it. So the book I'm listening to now is the fifth book of Game of Thrones series. It's not something I need to pay 100% attention to since I've already watched the series. Right. It's books like those that I kind of pick for my audiobook listening. Those audiobooks must be long. Really long. I think I have loaned, so I loaned my audiobooks from library and I think I've loaned it for the third time or fourth time and it's still going. (laughs) Wow. Because those are big books. I haven't read Game of Thrones, but I, I've seen them and I can only imagine how many hours those audiobooks are. Do you listen to them at like 1x speed or do you speed them up? Okay, I can't to listen to one X. It's it's too slow for me. Yeah. Usually it's like 1.2 or 1.3, some okay. depending on the narration. And this one is like 49 hours at one X. Oh my gosh. So even 1.2 doesn't make a big difference, I feel. That's <laughs> so wild. Yeah. That's long. Yeah. Another one I listened was A Promised Land by Barack mm-hmm. Obama. That was yeah. also a long one. Yeah, I have that one. I've listened to a chunk of that one on audio. I do agree. Like if you're going to listen to audiobooks, you have to choose them strategically. And I usually listen to podcasts when I walk my dog and when I'm just like out and about. And so I feel like reading memoir on audio works really well because it's just like an extended podcast. So I have a couple of audiobooks that I've kind of been like, you know, kind of bopping in and out over over the last couple of months. And I'm really enjoying A Promised Land because it's just so cool to hear him talk his, about self. His oration is so good, right? So like oh, God. it makes it a whole different experience. Yeah. So I yes, I agree. I really am enjoying that one. Although I'm um taking my sweet time listening to it. <laughs> of all the books that you have read for your podcast, do you have a favorite? Oh, I'm gonna look over here at my very large stack of podcast books because there's a lot of them and I need to try to it's like picking my favorite child. I really enjoy Babysitters Club episodes. Because I just think that there's so much to that world and to that universe. And the Babysitter's Club fandom is just really rich right now because of the Netflix adaptation and the graphic novels. They all came out on Audible, I believe, last year or maybe two years ago now. And so I just think there's like so much to dig into with Babysitter's Club, even though like you maybe wouldn't necessarily think so because there are these like 120 page middle grade to young YA books. But if you read enough of them as an adult, you do get like reattached to the characters and often the guests who choose to read Babysitter's Club have like their own deep attachments to the series. And so it makes it really fun to talk to them. That's kind of a lame answer because it's a series and I I just like can't pick a single one. There are others that I love talking about that we had like really deep sort of maybe like more intense conversations about, but I always know it's going to be a fun conversation when we're talking about a babysitter's club book and listeners just like love them. So that makes it fun too. And do you have like a least favorite? Oh, I would never say, (laughs) I would never say, I would never say, I would say generally speaking, I struggle with sci-fi and I'm not really a sci-fi reader. I'm not much of a genre reader in my like personal reading life. Although I loved sci-fi fantasy when I was a kid, 
And so anything that's super sci-fi or like high action that I read for the podcast, I struggle with because I feel like I have trouble like following a lot of the action in those types of books. It just makes me really like stressed out when I start the recordings that I'm like not going to be able to remember everything. So yeah, I would say those like genre, that genre is hard for me, but I would never pick a single book. Would you, (laughs) would you name a book that you like the least? Maybe you would, I don't know. Uh, Not for the podcast, I believe, but in general, I might have a few. Yeah, well, maybe we'll talk about it off mic sometime. (laughs) (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking fun, easy, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. I have checked their website and there are so many amazing options that I can't wait to try. Go to the link in the show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. What was your motivation to start this podcast? There are a few things. So I worked in children's book publishing for a few years right out of college. And then I worked just in adult book publishing or more like general publishing for a few years after that. And then I quit that corporate job in 2016 to freelance full time. And about a year into freelancing full time, I realized a few things. I realized that I really missed being around book people and talking about books. And I realized that I really, as much as I thought that being a freelancer would mean being my own boss, I realized that like I was just kind of reporting to more people. And I had a little bit more control over my time. But being a freelancer doesn't necessarily mean that you're your own boss. It sort of just means that you have like more bosses, which has its benefits. And I'm, it's nice to have that movement, but I really just wanted something that was all my own. I'd recently gotten into podcasts. I've always been fascinated with pop culture and especially the way that pop culture that we consume and we're kids influences our worldview. I think that combined with my history in kids book publishing really kind of came together. And then I just had this curiosity about like the way that the books that people read as kids can unite them. Like I think even adults who aren't readers as grownups, like they, their books that they read as touchstones when they were kids. And so I was just kind of like curious how all that would come together. So yeah, all of those different pieces eventually like motivated me to start SSR in 2018. Yeah, that's a great idea, actually. When we came on your podcast, we never were reading this genre of books, like, you know, kids books, but I enjoyed it so much. And we talked about it, like how heartwarming that book was. So yeah, I yeah. think it's a great idea. Thanks. And we could have talked for another hour, at least about yeah. Rendell. Like that was, that was a really fun episode too. And I actually like, I think that was one of the episodes that surprised me because I knew that I had a personal story with Rendell, which we talked about. And so I was excited to share that. But I think coming back to the book myself, I didn't have any expectation that there would be like so much to dig into. And there really was like we had so much to discuss. And it's just so fun to have those realizations as an adult. And I've been surprised by it. Like even my premise, like I had no idea what I was really getting into because you don't when you're starting something like this. And the fact that I'm three years into it and every time I read a book pretty much for the podcast, I'm like, wow, I'm amazed by how much is here. <laughs> Speaking of that. Is there something that you're really proud of, of your podcasting journey? I think that I am really proud of the fact that I have taught myself a lot. Like, and I'm sure, again, you can probably relate to this too, is like when you start an endeavor like this, you have no idea like how much you don't know, or at least that's how I felt. I don't want to like project onto you. But I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. I'll have to learn a few things. But 
everything is new and everything requires patience. And I'm not inherently a patient person. I think especially as you're trying to grow a podcast or grow a community around a podcast, like from the social media to the branding to merch, like there's so many different things. I'm a one woman operation. I don't have anybody else on my team. As I said too, I'm always like, I wish I had it. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I should have gotten a co-host because I'm a little jealous of what you have going on over at Brown Girl Reads. But I have like just taught myself a lot of things. And and I think that's not to say that I've always taught myself things perfectly because I often haven't. But I think just the fact that I've like had the patience to figure a lot of that stuff out on my own, I'm pretty proud of that just at like a personal level. That's like a personal victory, knowing that patience is not always my best thing. Yeah, and I can relate. It's something you just jump in and then you figure it out on the way. And when you look back, you're like, oh, I've come really long way from where I started. Yeah, it's pretty cool. If you were to be deserted on an island, which three books are you taking with you? This is so hard. Okay. Prep by Curtis Sittenfeld. Probably Freedom by Jonathan Franzen because it's super long and takes a long time to read. And so that would keep me busy. Then I want to do something a little lighter. So maybe like red, white, and royal blue. I also have one last stop by Casey McQuiston, but I haven't read it yet. So I'll say red, white, and royal blue. I think those are good, three good ones, but also like such a fun age. I would maybe swap that out for prep, maybe. But she's, Kylie Reed is also one of my professors at my program. So I, maybe, maybe. That's so cool to brag about. I know. Okay. So yeah, I might bring, I might bring such a fun age. In the end, if you were to pick one interesting life experience to share with us, what would you tell us? This is just sort of a a story that people tend to enjoy hearing. So I'll give the short version. And I do think it's taught me some things. I met my husband when I was 12 years old, but we like didn't speak to each other at all. We were in school together and he was like very cool. And I was very not. And I was the new girl in eighth grade. We sort of like lived in this, we lived like parallel lives in the same big high school until after we graduated and we came back together. We sort of reconnected through mutual friends when I was 18 in college. And we've now been together for 12 years ever since then. And so I think that that, and maybe that sounds like a little bit of like a, I don't know, like a silly love story, but I do think it's, it teaches you a lot about the core of who people are. It's just taught me a lot about like the way that I, it's something that I think about a lot, even with the podcast, right? And the way that we perceive ourselves when we're teenagers. And I had a particular self image when I was a kid. I had an image of who the kind of person that he was when we were living in this world together. And then we learned, we learned a lot about each other. We learned a lot about each other, right? When we were reconnecting. And I think it's been interesting just as our relationship has developed over these now like almost 20 years that we've known each other that you never know somebody's whole story and you can't make judgments about somebody and things are always more complicated than they seem and also like get out of your own head a little bit like I don't know that we would still have been together if I had been more sure of myself in high school, but I just think I had a very particular view of who I was and other people don't always see you the way that you see yourself. That's so true. It's so beautiful. I know you said it's like a silly love story, but I think it's really beautiful. Thank you. I like it. Thank you, Ali, for answering all my questions. And Thank you for having me. Before we end our talk, would you like to share with our listeners where they can find the podcast or if they want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Sure. So the SSR podcast has new episodes every Tuesday. You can find the show on pretty much all of your favorite podcatchers, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, etc. 
Um, and then you can come say hey over on social media. I'm most active on Instagram at SSR Pod, um, but you can also find us on Facebook at the SSR Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at SSR Pod. We have a Patreon, um, but I won't bug you about that yet because you haven't even listened to the podcast. So once you come on over and listen, um, I'd love to share more with you about Patreon. Um, if you want to get even more fun exclusives and be even more part of the community, um, we would love to have you. But it was just really fun to come chat with you. And I don't know, we so rarely get an opportunity to talk about ourselves, I think, and just like just answer these kinds of questions. So this is fun. <laughs> I know. It was so great talking to you. Thank you again for being a guest on my podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to our conversation today. Hope you enjoyed getting to know our guest as much as I did. You can also watch a video version of this conversation on 11 Questions YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening. And if you like this episode, please leave a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at 11QuestionsPod for more videos and updates. And I'll be back next week with a new guest. Bye!